As a mama business owner, you know you can't grow a business successfully without some outside help. But if you are like many business owners I talk to, it could be that you're asking for help from the wrong people, or you're not asking for help at all. If that's something you've thought about, today's episode is just for you. Plus, I have a little bonus for you at the end, so stick around till then. And let's get started. Hey, and welcome to Mama Business, a workshop-style podcast that helps busy mamas like you navigate the highs and lows of managing a family and having a business dream too. I'm your host, Sarah Brumley. I'm a wife, mama to three, and a hobby blogger turned business growth specialist. It's my job every day to help mamas grow, scale, and thrive in the online business world without sacrificing their family lives. Each episode features real-life talk about home and business, coupled with actionable strategies you can implement immediately. No fluff necessary. So if you are ready to create a bigger impact at home and in business, you are in the right place. This is Mama Business. Well, hey there, and welcome to the Mama Business Podcast. I am so excited about this topic today because one of the best things that I ever did was hire help in my own business. Not only did it give me the ability to take time off when I needed to, but it also allowed me to outsource items that I'm just not the best at or things that were taking way too much time of my own that would have been better spent working on growing the business or doing something that only I can do. And yet this is where a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners get bogged down because it can be super scary to take on an employee or even just hire a contractor. Your business has become your baby and you don't just let anybody take care of your baby, right? Most anyone who has hired help in the past has dealt with a bad seed, but there are a few things that you can consider before hiring out that will make the process and the outcome much more successful. Now, I do have to say before we start, you're probably hearing this raspy, not quite all the way there voice, and I waited until the very, very last minute to record this episode because I've had a really bad cold, but Alas, I'm here at the last minute and I want to show up consistently for you. So um, I apologize for the scratchy voice, but I appreciate you hanging in there with me because I do believe that this topic is a really important one to talk about today. All right, so let us just start with the first question you should ask yourself when you are thinking about hiring or outsourcing um, a project or just hiring an employee or anything along those lines. And that question is, can this person do the job? And I feel like this is kind of an obvious question, but it might amaze you how many people hire someone who says that they can do the job, but then has no real evidence that they can. So determine whether they can actually do the job you are hiring them to do. If it's a physical job, are they physically capable of lifting that box or doing whatever it is you need them to do? If it's a digital or online position, ask for examples of their previous work or references for, from other clients that they've worked with. Now, that's not to say that you have to have someone with experience. And I think this is another place where business owners get bogged down. But a lot of entrepreneurs really enjoy hiring newbies right out of the gate. I'm one of them. Why? Because it means that you as the business owner don't have to deal with the baggage of their previous training or their employment or the history they've had with a previous manager or any of those things. 
But at the same time, you do have to know that the person you are hiring is capable of doing the job. If they don't have basic typing skills and you are training them in writing reports, then it's not going to be super time effective for them to write reports if they can't type, right? Okay, so very basic things to think about. Likewise, if you're hiring somebody to build websites, but they don't know what a browser is, think like Google Chrome or Firefox, they don't know what that is. Building a website is going to be a bit of a challenge for them. They probably don't have the basic skills needed in order to be a valuable employee and somebody worth you paying money for. All right. So I'm sure we can come up with a lot of other examples in this case, but the key is to make sure ahead of time that the person you are hiring can do the job that you are hiring them to do. Second question to ask yourself is, is this a person I feel comfortable with? Whether you are sitting across a table from your new potential hire or are looking at her on a Zoom call or something along the lines, you're gonna know the answer to this question. Is this someone you'd feel comfortable hanging out with? Because here's the deal, you don't have to be the best of friends, but you are going to be spending a lot of time together, right? Especially if you are a small business owner and this is your only employee or one of the very few people you have on your team, you're going to be interacting with this person a lot. So if it feels uncomfortable right now, imagine how it's going to feel in the future. In my experience, if there's any hesitation on my part during the interview process, then it's not going to be a good fit. I've seen this play out on both sides of the hiring process. About 15 years ago, I interviewed for a position with a collections agency as their payment clerk. And while I really wanted the job, the manager made me feel so incredibly uncomfortable during the interview. Instead of recognizing that though and walking away, I took the position. And you know what? I was uncomfortable throughout the entire eight months I worked there. And I was constantly looking for a different position elsewhere. On the flip side, three years back, I hired a graphic designer for my business. She showed up slightly late to the interview, apologizing profusely, but having already annoyed me in the process because really I'm a stickler for timeliness. And then she wasn't as professional as I'd come to expect of somebody I was going to hire, but she was fantastic at what she did. So I hired her, but guess what? She was not ever on time for anything and she never did find that air of professionalism that I feel like my business gives to our clients. And in the end, I had to let her go and it was uncomfortable all around. Trust me, I could have saved myself and her the hassle by making sure I was comfortable before I hired her. So I want you to just learn from my experience today and make sure the person you hire, whether that's an actual employee or a contractor, is someone that you feel comfortable with. And that brings us to question number three. Does this person mesh with your company values? Even if you haven't taken the time to sit down and list out your company values, which you definitely should if you haven't, then even so, you'll know that you value things within your business, right? It could be customer service, responsibility, teamwork, quality, collaboration, integrity, or so many more values. Seriously, if you are looking for examples, just Google business value examples and you'll get a boatload of them. 
At Brumley Marketing, our values include a family-first approach with our clients and our employees. We expect that work time is just that, time for work, and that family time is time for family. That does not mean that we aren't occasionally working on a project when our kids are around, but we make certain to be free to be with them when it's necessary. Additionally, we prioritize clear communication and expectations. When I'm working with clients, they know exactly what the process will look like and what to expect or have expected of them. They also know that we will answer any and all of their questions, take suggestions, and listen to their concerns, and that they will never be left guessing as to when the project will be completed. This comes in the form of the things we say, the emails and correspondence we have, and even in our invoicing and contracts. Knowing that, if I'm hiring someone, I'm looking for someone that also has those values. Someone who isn't going to call me on my day off with my kids to get a question answered. Someone who will take time off themselves to rejuvenate and spend time building relationships with their own family and friends. I'll be looking for someone who can clearly communicate with clients and coworkers and who follows through with what they say, right? If I hire someone who doesn't have those same values as my company does, it's going to cause friction, both with my team and with my clients. And trust me, I've been there, I've done that, and I know that any difference in values makes it a no-go for me. So what are your company values and does your potential new hire have them as well? That's a great question to ask yourself. And that brings us to question number four. Can this person adapt to changes? I'm going to make this one quick. All right. Your business is growing and changing as all businesses should. And because your business is changing, anyone you hire will need to be able to adjust to that as well. It could be that additional responsibilities will come down the line or the actual industry might adjust to accommodate a new approach or tactic that will need to be implemented. Whatever it is, if the person you hire can't adapt to change, even if that involves you having to pay them more, all right? If they can't adapt to change, it's going to be a miserable run for both of you. So make sure that the person that you are getting ready to hire is able to adapt, all right? And that brings us to question number five, which is, will they be resourceful? The reason you are hiring someone is to take something off your plate or make your business run more smoothly, right? You're probably hiring with the idea that you'll be able to put more effort into getting more clients or creating a bigger revenue stream. But if your new hire isn't resourceful, you're probably going to spend more time answering her questions than getting your own work done. Indeed.com defines resourcefulness as a person's ability to find efficient and innovative ways to overcome challenges. So before you decide to hire, make sure that the person you're hiring has the ability to suss out information as needed or to use the resources that you've already created, whether that's checklists you have or SOPs or whatever it might be. Because after you've put the training time in, you need her to get to work doing what she does best so that you can do what you do best. Now, one of the easiest ways to determine resourcefulness is to ask for past examples. These can be personal or professional in nature, but should include times when your potential hire was responsible for a project or had to develop an idea. Ask the questions, dig a little deeper. How did they go into the process? What were their thought processes? And how did they get to a conclusion without needing a lot of input from other people? Now, 
I want to just talk for a minute about some other considerations that you should think about when you're hiring. All right. First and foremost, don't hire based on cost. If you find the right person and can't afford their rate, then it might be time to take a step back until you can. Hiring someone who costs less but doesn't fit the mold for the type of employee you're looking for will only create issues later on. Don't make that mistake. It would be better to take a step back, rethink your finances, and then wait until you can hire the person with the skills that you need. Secondly, a job description is absolutely necessary. Create one before asking for help so that you and your new person will understand the expectations and be able to meet them and evaluate them for what's working and what's not working in the future. This is something that a lot of small business owners neglect at the start, and it's something that will make it a lot harder as you, um, as your business grows, as you need to adapt to the market conditions changing and those types of of things. So to know where your person is supposed to be, what they're supposed to be doing, that's what a job description does. You need that before you start to hire. Okay. And the third thing is to come prepared. And I want you to just think about this in terms of you are hiring someone to do a one-off project. So, I mean, obviously if you are hiring somebody else to work within your business, you're going to come prepared with your job description and you know, how much you can pay and those types of things. But if you're hiring a website designer, for example, it's important that you come prepared and you have an idea of what you're looking for or not looking for in your design, as well as the ability to quickly get to Gather all of the assets that you might need, including, you know, your images, your content, etc. Okay. The more time you spend doing that while you are actually working with the contractor, the longer the project's going to take. And we all know that the longer the project takes, the more expensive it's going to be. So just make sure that when you're hiring a contractor for that type of position, that you are prepared ahead of time. All right. And that brings us to the action part of this episode. And you know that I'm a huge proponent of taking action because action is where the dreams turn into the reality. And that's why every mama business episode comes with action steps you can take immediately to uplevel your mama life and your business. Today's action step is to make a note of these questions to use when you hire. It might be a contractor. It might be your first employee or even your 10th, but that doesn't matter. What does matter is that you set yourself and your business up for success with whoever you hire. And because I know know just how busy you are, I've done something awesome for you this week. I've created a free downloadable version of these questions and a few extra tips so that you can have it on hand when you need it. So you can grab yours now at brumleymarketing.com slash hire. That's brumleymarketing.com slash hire, H-I-R-E. And with that, we'll be back with more mama business and hopefully a little bit better voice next week. I look forward to chatting with you then. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mama Business. If you liked the episode, please leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. It might seem like a little thing, but it makes a huge difference. And if you have any questions, want to request a podcast topic, or just want to connect, you can find me over on Instagram at Sarah L. Brumley. Remember, it is possible to have your family and your business dream too, as long as you know what to do and when to do it. This is Mama Business.